Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Today's episode comes from a session hosted at IFO 2023 in Berlin, featuring GFK VP of Consulting, Tim Kenyon. In this session, he delves into the world of electric vehicles and people's perceptions of EVs, purchase concerns, and strategies to overcome them. Tim, welcome to the IFA 2023 live podcast from Berlin. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. How was your trip over from uh, New York area? Uh, uneventful. Uneventful. Which Those is are the best kind of trips. Absolutely. So uh, you uh, work for the GFK, correct? Correct, yeah. And for uh, yeah, people at home who might not know uh, who that is, can you give a little update on yourself and the, the organization yeah, in general? Yeah, absolutely. So GFK, it's GFK, which is an NIQ company now, and GFK is a large-scale market research company with uh, global capabilities and my focus is on uh, broad-based consumer trends and uh, my interest really is around sustainability and a few categories uh, including the automotive industry. Lovely so you know it goes without saying the past five years have completely changed when it comes to the world of EVs at least on the manufacturing sense it used to be very hard to get hold of anything and now it seems every major car maker is actually putting something forward that's electrified. But I guess the question I'd put to you is, are people responding? Do people want electric cars? Yeah, absolutely. At a, at a baseline level, we're seeing very strong demand for electric vehicles. I think really one of the next steps for the industry is to really translate the interest, the demand, the excitement that consumers have into uh, actual purchase decisions. What's stopping the purchase decisions at the minute? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mix of um, both uh, real barriers and also perceived barriers. So there are certainly some infrastructure issues that governments and automotive manufacturers have to have to contend with. Uh, one of the biggest things is just building a charging network so mm -hmm. that people can feel comfortable and they can reduce their range anxiety. Um, and then there's some of the perceived barriers as well, which is where the consumer perspective and a lot of our research comes into play. Um, we, we see that this idea of range anxiety is stubbornly high. We see that consumers sometimes have um, a misrepresentation in their mind of what an EV actually is. For example, about a third of all global consumers will tell us that EVs are too costly to maintain. But that's generally a falsehood because EVs are less complicated and they're cheaper to maintain generally than a traditional combustion engine. Where do those misconceptions come from? I think it's just historically baked into, unfortunately, the sustainability dialogue overall. People generally, not even related to automotive, but just generally tend to feel um, a little unsure. Sometimes they're a little skeptical about going green, let's say, or choosing a more sustainable option. And EV represents that. But we've seen that in, you know, in other categories as well, where consumers are unsure if that product is going to be right for them and it's actually going to work as intended. And it's going to you know, either improve their life or, um, uh, you know, have some sort of other altruistic benefit associated with it. And then, uh, you know, kind of going back to the point you said about range anxiety, that is the the thing I kind of hear most, I guess, like a lot of new tech advances, I always do go the old fashioned, what does my dad think, Root? <laughs> like, you know, it's VR. Will my dad use this? Uh, I don't think so. So that's my view that it's probably not going to get like mass acceptance. And yeah. his one thing is always 
yeah, I don't want an EV because it's not going to go far enough. Now, you mentioned um, kind of infrastructure being part of that. What needs to effectively happen to get rid of range anxiety? Yeah, it's it's what's going on right now, frankly. It's, it is um, the, the, the charging network. It's also the types of chargers that will be available to people depending on your needs for charging. You might need a charger that charges your car a little longer. Let's say you're going to out to eat with your family and you don't need your car charged in 20 minutes. Um, maybe you want to have that be a little bit longer versus, you know, you're on your way to work and you realize that you're low on battery. So you need to, you need to stop off at a charger. So you need enough of those chargers and you also need them within, you know, places where people can actually find them. And how do we ensure that it doesn't become a siloed shop? So at least in the UK, at least, there's no access to lots of people for Tesla chargers because they've effectively created their own network. Yeah. How do we avoid that happening? Is that just purely governmental and regulatory or are there other ways to ensure that there's a you know, access for everyone, no matter what kind of type of car they're driving. Yeah, when, and we, when, when it comes to sustainability, you know, these are big problems. You know, climate change is a big problem. Trying to figure out EV charging networks is a big problem. So big problems require big solutions and generally a lot of cooperation, right? Cooperation between uh, governments, between um, companies, and also from from people themselves. So yeah, as it relates to um, as it relates to the charging, charging network, you need people basically you need those groups to, to come together and, and figure out, you know, what is going to be a workable solution so you can move what is, you know, sort of a, um, a sort of the early adopter model right now more into the into the early majority. And then how do we get from early adopters into a majority? What are the next steps that we're going to, you know, e- where EVs become the de facto method? So obviously I know there's EU, lots of EU countries are stopping selling petrol cars by 2030, 2025, depending on the nation. But how do we ensure that more people get in electric cars. Yeah, I, I do think that those government mandates are really important. I also think that as governments consider new construction, so for example, if you're building a new apartment building, you should make sure that a percentage of the parking spots that are allocated have EV chargers in them. Um, I think you mentioned to uh, circle back to the idea of standardization. Mm-hmm. That's really important. So yeah, Tesla has the largest network and we do see in the US, for example, certain automotive manufacturers adapting to that network. Work. So having standardization will be really important because obviously one of the most uh, frustrating things would be to, to go up to a charger and, and you're unable to charge your car. And then how do you get those people around the table? You know, these are massive companies with their own agendas. How do you ensure that they actually work together? Yeah, and that, that, that's 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 the issue with sustainability generally is, is in order for progress to really be made on a large scale, you do need to break down some of those barriers and those conversations need to happen. Government is uh, going to be a really key um, facet of that. So in terms of mandates, but also are there ways to bring those people all together at a table to talk about these issues and make sure that, you know, that people have what they need in order to grow the market? So if you're going to put your predicting wizard's hat on and you think of 5, 10, 15 years in the future, what's, what's our relationship going to be like with electric vehicles? Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot stronger than it is today. The interest is certainly there. The demand is there. And a lot is being done to um, to increase the infrastructure, reduce prices, right? So as technology advances, of course, we see all those sort of issues start to fall away. So as long as the industry and, and again, some of the other actors that are involved continue to work on those issues, I would definitely expect EVs to be a dominant force. Um, doesn't mean that um, other forms of 
alternative engines would go away. Hybrids, for example, are still very popular with certain parts of the population, especially in developed markets and also older consumers and also people maybe with lower income as well. So I wouldn't say you should just, we should even just focus it all on just one discussion around EV. There are other, other alternative forms of transportation that also have the desired impact of, you know, reducing climate change and having less of an impact on the environment. And if you had to finally speak to my dad directly <laughs> yeah. and try and convince him uh, about EVs, what would you say? Uh, I would say that it it, it 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 drives just like a regular car. It, it performs like a regular car. My dad, I know, doesn't like to, you know, take his car in for an oil change or maintenance. And there's less of that with, with EVs. So there's certainly some hurdles and barriers and some perceptions that need to change. But overall, it's, it is a it is a definitely a viable technology for mobility. I'm going to clip that out and send it to him, Tim. Nice. Thank you very much. It was a Thank pleasure you. speaking with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, you can click the link in the description. And please make sure to leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you like about the show. And of course, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so that you can keep thinking ahead. Thank you.